Welcome to the Canadian SME Podcast, a podcast for Canadian small businesses. We interview Canadian experts and entrepreneurs to provide expert insight into marketing, innovation, business leadership, technology, and trends that impact small business. Our mission is to empower Canadian small and medium enterprise to help you grow your business. As International Women's Day 2023 approaches, it's an important time to reflect on the progress made toward gender equality and the work that still needs to be done. One area where women continue to face significant barriers is in the fields of business and technology. However, with the increasing accessibility of technology and resources, more opportunities are becoming available for women to break into these industries and advance their careers. By leveraging the power of technology and advocating for greater inclusivity, we can help empower women to achieve their full potential and create a more equitable world for all. On this special International Women's Day-focused episode, we are in conversation with Nicole Eltom, Vice President of Customer Success, and Jody Baxter, Vice President of 5G and IoT Connectivity Strategy and Product Development, both from TELUS Canada. Nicole is passionate about her team, and through her authentic and collaborative leadership, she's fostered a best-in-class team culture that is propelled by integrity, innovation, and spirited teamwork. Nicole is a strong advocate for mental and physical well-being and is the executive sponsor for TELUS Business Solutions Health and Wellness Program. While with a customer focus and understanding of how market trends and competition impact innovation and buying behaviors, Jody is focused on supporting the delivery of 5G IoT solutions that improve the day-to-day operations of businesses, their employees, and the end customer. In this podcast, as we celebrate International Women's Day, they discuss the accessibility of technology to help women find more opportunities in business and tech careers and how TELUS really supports this. And also they discuss the benefits of having women in leadership roles and how good that is for business. Hi, Nicole and Jody. On behalf of Canadian SME, I'd like to welcome you to our small business podcast. How are you today? We're great. We're doing well. Very pleased and very thrilled to have you both with us this afternoon. Now, marked annually in March, International Women's Day is one of the most important days to really celebrate women's achievements and raise awareness about women's equality. And uh, this year, the IWD 2023, we will be it will give us a chance to really honor the work of inspiring women worldwide and really highlight how important it is to embrace equality. And this year's theme, Embracing Equality and Equity, encourages us to unite, to raise awareness and build a united, fair, just and balanced community. Now, on this special episode of International Women's Day, it is important to reflect on the progress made and the work that remains to be done to achieve greater equality in the tech industry and beyond. Nicole, please share with our audience, what are your thoughts on the role of tech in empowering women in business? Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for having us. And um, I'd just like to reflect a little bit on how technology can empower women in business and really women in their careers. And I think the opportunity to leverage technology from an education research perspective has helped women gain confidence to you know, achieve new heights in their career. And I, I really do believe that. I think where, you know, traditionally education has been a face-to-face or in-person endeavor for many folks, that has been a barrier to entry or, you know, folks have second-guessed themselves in wanting to apply to 
take additional training or education. And I think that this is also allowed um, by going online through technology. Um, it's allowed uh, education to be much more accessible, especially to women who are uh, primary caregivers, whether it's for their own children or their elderly parents. It's given them that flexibility to not work within the constraints of of hours of going to school, you know, face to face. And, and it's really opened up the door um, for them. And I think as we get educated, we also open up our network to um, coaching and mentoring or accessibility to other groups that can help us uh, improve our confidence, whether it's even as simple as Toastmasters and public speaking. And I think that, um, you know, from some of the research that I've done, by having improved access to technology, it can assist, uh, assist women in providing um, even employment resources and opportunities that can continue to narrow the gender wage gap and and making um, making that education and even even our women's health, if you even extrapolated that that much further, more accessible, I think it actually can even start to improve quality of life for women. And as you start to think about domestic violence against women, um, you could you can continue to say that by being more educated, having more confidence, you know, even being able to have the confidence to be able to you know, take care of yourself. Um, and, you know, that could also support women from an empowerment perspective in, in not only gaining self-confidence, uh, getting a more secure uh, job, but could help them make decisions to remove themselves and their children from what could be harmful situations and, and continue to perpetuate a betterment of life for them. And I think that, um, you know, as we continue to, to move forward, you know, um, that accessibility to tech is going to continue to, to empower women um, in that regard. Mm -hmm. Now, the rise of technology has undoubtedly changed the landscape of the business world. Like, I mean, it's, it is offering new opportunities, pathways for individuals looking to pursue careers in tech and other related fields. Jody, we would love to get you on this as well. How has technology made opportunities for women in business and in tech roles more accessible and or achievable for women? Yeah, so just maybe building a little bit on what Nicole was just saying about um, how it's improved access to business. But one of the things that I think has become really important is that as we've evolved in technology, the way that we communicate has become multi-channel and multi-modal. So technologies have essentially democratized how diverse groups of people are heard. And therefore, we are moving away from kind of the legacy in a boardroom, everybody's pounding their fist on a table, where prioritization is given to the loudest voice. With new communication capabilities, um, we're able to create avenues for women and diverse groups to have a greater access to communication. I think the other aspect um, where technologies made opportunities for women um, more accessible is the fact that 
we now like education, we can actually work from anywhere and we can work at any time. So the introduction of work from home capabilities, you know, the power of the technology around video conferencing and teleconferencing have reduced the amount of travel that's required, which then um, gives women a more empowered feeling of taking those higher profile roles, because traditionally we do still have the maternal uh, instinct um, in the home, but the ability to work from anywhere at any time, you know, gives us the ability to uh, choose or be more choosy um, in, in those roles. But also it increases the talent pool that we can pull from because we're no longer looking just at uh, women or men, for that matter, in major centers that have to go to offices to do the work, we can pool uh, talent from across the country, and there's no, you know, location requirement uh, to drive that achieve- achievement or access to the women. And to truly create a level playing field for women in the tech industry, I mean, there must be a, a concerned effort to really break down these barriers that you just listed and really provide more opportunities for women to enter and succeed in the field. Jody, do you think there are enough opportunities for women in the tech industry, though? Yeah, you know, I was really thinking about this question earlier today, and I don't know that it is actually about opportunities per se. Um, I think that I think there are a lot of opportunities for women in the technical field. And if you if you talk to any business or you look at any businesses, hiring plans or capabilities, they're all very much about uh, bringing, uh, you know, a more diverse pool to pool of talent into their business. I think where the gap is today is more around um, how those opportunities are being portrayed and marketed um, out to females or diverse groups of individuals. So I think in this situation, it's it's not so much about the opportunity as it is about helping women understand how to find those opportunities. And so one of the things that I was thinking about is we as women, we need to be really proactive in having champions and using champions um, and networks. It's it's more important than ever before. We need to be able to understand how to build ourselves up and how to have a diverse group of champions in the organization. You know, traditional postings for executive level or, or, you know, movement up in organizations for women or men, for that matter, they don't happen because somebody applied on a posting. Two thirds of the time they're because somebody was referred to that role. Mm -hmm. And so it's really important as females that we we take an active role in in building our own profile and and driving that network and champion uh, championing those those activities so that we understand what opportunities are out there. So I don't actually think that it's a lack of opportunities. I think it's a lack of where of awareness. Yeah, I was just going to add in if that's okay. Um, you know, I'm really passionate about um, mentorship and allyship for minority groups, especially for gender diversity, of course, but sponsorship is something Jody's trying was touching on there. And I think from a variety of reasons, you know, the combination of mentorship, sponsorship, and allyship is so important in in seeing women flourish in their careers. And, you know, it's not just about developing um, the mentoring relationship, but also, like Jody was saying, the sponsor relationship of folks who are championing you when you're not there. 
right? Looking for opportunities to promote you in. And I think that sponsorship is really key to this and often underrated because it's it's what the people are saying about you in situations when you're not present. So, you know, if you can really harness um, developing your network and um, creating sponsorship for yourself, um, you know, I think that that can really go far in helping you, you know, become aware of other opportunities that to Jody's point, you know, weren't necessarily jobs that were posted, but they're things that are coming up or ways that people are thinking about uh, other leaders that are thinking about doing different projects in a different way. And those jobs maybe not yet posted, but if you've got a sponsor at that table who is saying your name or, putting you forward for those opportunities be- while they're being incubated, I think you have a, a higher chance of getting, um, getting that opportunity than, um, you know, the traditional route of just applying on a, applying on a job, a job posting. Mm-hmm. And really by introducing girls and young women to technology and tech-related fields at an early age, we can actually help uh, to break down the stereotypes and barriers that have traditionally kept women out of the industry. Nicole, how can we work to encourage more young women to enter the tech industry? Do you have any examples from TELUS maybe? Yeah, actually, we did a really great, uh, we had a really great um, idea that uh, incubated uh, between our chief technology officer and uh, our connections resource group, which is the group at TELUS that is uh, empowering women and inspiring women in their careers. And we ran, um, we ran a session for one day where we invited over a hundred grade nine girls from schools around Edmonton and you know, our team off, often does, our community often does volunteer work to uh, bring the power of our community, our internal TELUS community, to the municipal communities that we live in. And um, we reached out to those schools and we brought in a number of grade nine girls from, I think it was five or six different schools. I think we had a hundred total. And we demonstrated to them what it meant to work in the tech industry. And we had ourselves as well as other, um, other IT companies or, you know, technology companies from around the community come in and hold workshops to kind of demystify what a career in tech looks like. And as we talk about this further, you know, it was all female leaders hosting these sessions so they could see themselves in these jobs. And I think that um, by opening up that opportunity early on, grade nine is a really pivotal year for students where they get to choose the electives that they want to take, the elective classes that they want to take. And often that's where we see... um, teenagers choose their career path inadvertently, right? They're either going into, you know, arts or they're going into a science stream. And, you know, I hope that from that 100 person event that day that we swayed some decision making on the types of classes they were going to take next year. And, um, you know, if they, if they chose those math and science classes, here we are three years later, those those students are now all in grade 12, graduating in 2023, 
And I'll be really curious to see which of them are, you know, taking science type courses or choosing science type careers as they start to go out and, and become young adults. And, you know, we really just wanted to show them also too um, what it's like to work in a big tower downtown um, and demystify some of some of that. Um, and we, we created that safe space for them to be able to see other girls their age with similar interests and, and then leaders who were um, also like them, who were young girls once, um, show them what it's like to have that type of successful career. Mm-hmm. Now, both of you make a great example of having women in leadership roles, which mm-hmm. uh, has been shown to have a multitude of benefits, both for individual organizations and for society as a whole. Let's dive a little deeper. Uh, Nicole, what are your thoughts on ha- uh, on the benefits of having women in leadership roles? And do you think that there are unique qualities that women bring to the table regarding the business? Yeah, I was thinking about this question and, you know, we we do know there are reports out there that say companies with women in leadership uh, drive stronger re- results. Um, I think I think you can you could probably make an argument either way, right? Um, but the need for balance at the leadership table really does drive uh, a list of different outcomes. And I think you know women in leadership positions help to do a couple of things, and that you know, a couple of them are reduce the pay gap between men and women doing the same work. Um, they change workplace policies in ways that that benefit the entirety of the employee employee field. So both men and women, and, and they tend to attract a more diverse workforce. Um, you know, female leaders tend to be more empathetic, have, um, better or different communication skills that may, you know, speak to or, or garner a better outcome from uh, different folks on the team. And, and oftentimes women do better in crisis. And so we know in business, right, Jody, that um, there's always a, a good crisis just coming up. Right. But um, you know, I think, I think as women, as a, as a woman, like later in my career, I look back on female leaders that I've had over time. I think female leader, leadership has really evolved. And um, I think it, because there used to be so few women in leadership roles, it used to be, you know, a me or you mentality, maybe. Um, whereas now I would find that it's a me and you mentality where women are linking arms to come together to drive outcomes and and they're they're holding their position as a place of responsibility in the organization to bring other women up through the ranks. Um, I remember a couple of years ago, I heard Michelle Obama speak when she was doing a tour and she said that folks always ask her, when will a woman be the president of the United States? And uh, her answer I found was super powerful. She replied, when women believe that women can be the president of the United States. And I thought that was really powerful, you know, and just in closing, maybe um, in order for us to increase uh, female leaders in organizations, I think that, you know, women need to see themselves in the leaders that they work for. And so I think as 
the gender equity um, or the number of women in leadership positions starts to expand, we're going to see more and more of that happen. It's going to become like a snowball effect as as women will see themselves in those leaders, they will take a chance to apply on, on those expanded roles. Right. Now, from our conversation, we understood that promoting diversity and inclusion within an organization is an important step towards creating uh, a more equitable and innovative workplace. While there is no one-size-fits-all approach to achieving diversity and inclusion, there are some key strategies and best practices that can help guide organizations towards greater success. Jody, Nicole, to wrap up our conversation, what advice would you give to other businesses that are looking to promote diversity and inclusion within their organizations? Uh, maybe I can go first. So sure. I think the first thing, it's important to have the metrics, right? And, and I think most of the businesses have those metrics and they have you know, goals around trying to drive KPIs or key performance indicators around how to drive percentage of diversity and inclusiveness you know, into the organization. But I think what's actually more important than the than the goals is the actual tools that enable the 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 increase, right? In the in the amount of women and the in the diversity. So one of the tools that I've seen that we've deployed that I actually found really quite profound is one of the things that we talk about a lot in the organization around driving inclusiveness and diversity is around how we write our job postings. So this is not something that people are doing on purpose, but oftentimes we will write a posting and it will actually detract women from applying on the posting because of simple words that will be put into the posting, things like high pressure, fast pace, high demand. And women sometimes will internalize those terms as I will you know, have to leave my children or I will have to leave my home. I will not be able to do this. I will be, you know, not a successful candidate for those reasons. And so one of the things that we've started to do is educate people on how to write postings. Not that the job shouldn't be high paced or, you know, high pressure or demanding. Women are just as capable to do those types of jobs. But just the words that we use in the posting can have an actual profound effect on who will apply on the posting. And so we actually have a tool that we can run our postings through that will identify key phrases that may be geared towards like dissuading diversity in your posting, in your candidate pool. And so I think Things like that are, are activities that organizations can undertake that will actually increase the pool of candidates that will apply on the jobs um, that will actually increase the level of diversity and, and inclusiveness in the organization. Nicole, Let's hear you your add? thoughts, Nicole. Yeah, Jody, that's amazing. I'm I'm thinking about this as I'm as I'm uh, hearing you speak and and thinking about all the opportunities that we have there. Uh, the other the other angle that I would say is creating awareness at the hiring level as well. So making sure you have a posting out for a certain number of weeks, um, making sure that your candidate pool is diverse as well, uh, not just taking the first 10, 10 folks that apply on the role um, or the even the the first 10 qualified people that apply on the role, um, really making sure that you're, if you're doing a panel interview, that you've got diversity on the interviewer side, as well as the candidate side. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, one of the things that we've done in our team was um, we have a bias training program 
at TELUS that is free for team members to take. And we mandated that all hiring managers within my organization take that course so that they can understand their unconscious bias and ensure that we're practicing that when we're hiring uh, new team members. And so instead of like what Jody said, like KPIs or metrics that are, you know, 50% uh, should be women or, or something, you know, really arbitrary like that. I think um, by creating that, it actually goes further than just gender equity. It actually brings diversity of background, thoughts, you know, culture, religion, you know, whatever, whatever other lens of diversity that we can, um, we can expand to. And I think from a leadership perspective at our table, it's really important to me that we have folks that come from different backgrounds and have different different experiences that they can bring to the table because it will help us all be better. It'll help us think in different ways and help us put ourselves in other, other people's shoes when we're making decisions that impact our, our team members or our customers. No, absolutely. It is very important to create a culture of inclusivity that kind of values and celebrates differences, right? Um, absolutely. But- I would uh, love to extend a huge thank you to both of you for joining us on this special episode focusing on International Women's Day. Uh, Your insights and experiences have been invaluable in helping us understand the importance of promoting gender diversity and inclusion in all the areas of our lives, including the workplace. And we hope that uh, our listeners have found this discussion both enlightening and inspiring uh, and that it has encouraged them to take action towards creating a more equitable and just world for all. Thank you so much for your time, ladies. Thank you. Thank you for having us. As we wrap up this special episode focused on International Women's Day and Women in Tech, we want to thank our guests for sharing their insights and experiences. We hope that this conversation has shed light on the challenges that women face in this field and inspired our listeners to take action toward greater inclusivity and equality. Remember, by working together and amplifying the voices of women in tech, we can create a more diverse and innovative industry for the benefit of all. We hope you enjoyed it. Once again, we would like to thank our exclusive banking partner, RBC, our exclusive shipping partner, UPS, and our exclusive accounting software partner, Zero, for supporting this initiative. Please do share the podcast and feel free to check out the other episodes. Also, do not forget to subscribe to the Canadian SME Small Business Magazine to stay up to date on all our upcoming events and get the top business insights from industry leaders. This is Maheen, your host for the Small Business Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Canadian SME Podcast. Please visit canadiansme.ca to subscribe and join us next week as we share more expert advice from Canadian business leaders. Music